Hello, welcome to Dying to Talk. I'm Buddy Feneff, a fourth generation funeral director in New Hampshire and the owner of Feneff Funeral Homes and Crematorium and the founder of the Cremation Society of New Hampshire. My co-hosts today are Mandy Damaris and Madison Smith, both longtime funeral directors with our firm. Hello, I'm Mandy. Thanks for joining us on Dying to Talk. Hi, I'm Madison. We're excited to discuss some frequently asked questions about the funeral industry. Dying to Talk is a lighthearted and upbeat discussion of those topics no one really wants to talk about. Each episode, we will choose a subject that is related to funeral service, the cremation process, or death and dying. And this week, we're actually going to be talking about funeral laws, rules, regulation, both state and federal. We're going to talk about um, um, aspects of, of what consumers should know and to what they can do, what are their consumer rights. And our guests are us, because who better to talk about funeral laws and rules and options and, than, than the three of us who deal with this on a daily basis and have to make sure we're providing the correct disclosures to consumers and um, you know things like embalming and when's that required and caskets and, and, and um, who can make arrangements and who can't make arrangements and who has legal authority, uh, custody of cremated remains. So we can, we can certainly address all that. Great topic. A lot of misconceptions out there. Oh, a lot of yeah, people tons. don't, you know, I didn't know this is required. I don't know you. I could do this. Um, this and because the reality is people don't want to talk about mm-hmm. stuff. Bottom line, most people don't even know we're regulated by the FTC. Right. There's many organizations that regulate funeral service, not just here in New Hampshire, OSHA, Federal Trade Commission, state regulatory agencies. So before, I, um, before we actually um, start talking about this, one of the things, it's actually something I just pulled. It's, it's a fairly new article. Um, and a lot of people, first off, don't know that, and I'll set the stage, the, the funeral industry, um, both in New Hampshire and, and nationwide, are regulated, of course, by OSHA, um, but we're also regulated by two other agencies. Each state in, in the United States has their own funeral regulatory board. So there are state laws, um, which may or may not be different from federal laws, um, but the funeral industry is also regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. Back in 1984, the FTC, because there was some evidently some consumer plates and some issues having to do with, with, with funeral homes, they created something called the funeral law. Um, and mainly the, 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 the main thrust of the funeral law is requiring funeral homes, every funeral home in, in the country, to itemize prices in certain categories. Um, and again, this was the genesis of this, evidently, was some complaints. Let's talk about some of the, some of the sort of the misconceptions, some of the things people don't really realize when it comes to, to funeral homes. Um, go ahead, Madison. I'll go first because this is something everyone, as soon as they sit down and they say, I want cremation, but I don't want to be embalmed. Yeah, it's like almost and they go hand in hand. Yeah, right. so that's that's something. Yeah. So here's, and I'm, I'm full, I'm going to, um, I'm going to disclose the fact that what we're talking about today really reflects New Hampshire laws because mm-hmm. as I mentioned, um, even though there's federal laws, there's also state laws which may be different from state to state. So relative to New Hampshire, by law, embalming is only required if you have an open casket viewing in the body is exposed to the public for beyond 24 hours. So if there is not going to be any viewing, if the family is not having any sort of a public viewing um, and the person has, you know, is not going to be exposed for more than 24 hours, then embalming is not required. So embalming, in the case of families wanting a simple cremation without any public viewing or service or ceremonies, embalming is never required. Not only is it never required, it's actually a violation of the FTC funeral rule to require a funeral home or to require a consumer to pay for embalming. 
Uh, now, individual funeral homes may have policies. Now, we happen to have, as most funeral homes do, on-site refrigeration, um, but you could have a situation where there is a smaller funeral home that says, listen, we don't have refrigeration, and I, I know you're not sure what you want to do, and you know, two or three or four days may, may, may transpire before the family makes a decision. At that point, it, it sort of goes to the funeral home's policy in that after X amount of hours or X amount of days, we do require embalming. That's a policy question, but again, if someone simply wants a cremation, um, a, you should be probably finding a funeral home that owns a crematory and has their own refrigeration so you don't have to pay for embalming. So against the law, both in the state of New Hampshire and at a federal level. Mm-hmm. Now, you also mentioned it's for public viewing. Um, some families do opt to have a private viewing, so it's immediate family only, and in that, embalming is not required. That is correct, and that, that becomes the policy of the funeral home. A funeral home, again, since we're independent organizations, can say anytime someone is viewing the person, um, you know, and they can set their ground rules, they require embalming. I know in our case, we, you know, we allow private family viewing where there's no embalming required um, for some of our Hindu families, as long as it's done within um, the body is not exposed beyond 24 hours, we are going to allow a public viewing for different ethnic groups that, that want that. But the, the funeral home can set their own policy as long as they're not violating state law in New Hampshire or the FTC requirements um, or, or regulations in term- concerning embalming. And required casket purchase for embalm- uh, for, for cremation? Well, again, one <clears throat> of these things that consumers don't know, a casket, and again, this is a, true for the state level and also for, for national, it is, it is against the law for a funeral home to require a casket if all the family wants is a simple cremation service. Um, the funeral home can require, and it's actually the law, that the, the, the deceased has to be encased in some type of a container but not a casket. But not a casket. In, in, in our case, the container is a very simple cardboard container that, as you ladies know, we don't even charge for. Um, so if a funeral home says, hey, the container we use for cremation is $300, perfectly legal, it's not a casket, as long as they don't, but, but to require a, a, a family to purchase a casket or use a casket for the cremation process or to house the deceased before the cremation is against the FTC. How about, um, you know, how families can go about obtaining information? What, uh, at what stage are you required to give them information, and how are you required to give it to them? This is, and, and I'm going to get back to the FT, FTC issue. Um, so the number one, even though the, the funeral industry is, as an industry had very few complaints, the number one consumer complaint was around pricing. It wasn't about the funeral home charging for embalming or or not letting us bring in our own casket. It's about the funeral home um, did not provide the price list to the family, A, or did not provide it in a timely fashion. So the, the, the law, the federal law, requires that when a family's coming in and sitting down and making funeral arrangements, um, yes, there's the process of gathering information, tell me about your mom, was she sick for a while, sort of talking about that and setting the stage and learning. But once you start talking about services and ceremonies, by law, the funeral home has to give the consumer um, what's called a general price list, which itemizes all their goods and services at that point, and they must be able to keep it. So a funeral home, and believe it or not, I, I heard someone tell me a funeral home said, told the family, I only have a few of these left, so could I have my price list back <laughs> when we're done making arrangements? The answer is no. Um, even if a consumer comes in and walks in and uh, meeting with the receptionist or someone says, hey, you know what, um, I'd like to know what your prices are, Bam, that triggers the requirement to give the funeral home 
um, give the family, the funeral home, what's called the general price list. Now, most progressive firms take it one step further. Prices are right on their website, so mm-hmm. full disclosure. But that, uh, that is something that absolutely is, is, is the, the, the number one issue relative to F- FTC complaints and that, for whatever reason, it still boggles me why, why funeral homes are just so reluctant to hand that. I mean, as you ladies know, at all of our locations, we have the price list sitting right at the front as you come in. You know, for anyone to grab coming for services, coming for ceremonies, they're immediately given. Um, I know when, when we go through our funeral director training, that's the first thing, even before we start talking, by the way, here is our prices. We're going to be talking about that. So that's something that we disclose. But that's 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 what triggers it. And for, for some unknown reason, that's mm. one of the issues that is sort of big in our industry. Now, what about on the phone? So I understand that when people come in, you have to give it to them, whether you're making arrangements or they just want prices. What about on the phone? Someone's just shopping around. You know what? I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of government regulation, but I actually do like the, the funeral with, and the, the FTC regulations back in 1984. And one of the great things about the regulation, I think, is that not only do, do um, funeral homes have to give prices when they come in on their price list, by law they have to give prices over the telephone. So it makes it extremely easy. Again, with the Internet people on, online, it's easy. To, you don't even have to call the funeral home anymore. You can just go to some funeral home's websites. But if you call a funeral home and say, you know, dad passed away. We're thinking about a cremation. You know, I've not had an experience before. Maybe I want to call three or four funeral homes. Um, hopefully one of those is the cremation site in New Hampshire, and, and um, i got to plug our, our business. <laughs> um, and if the funeral director says, well, you know what, you need to come in for that, or I don't have access to that information, um, it's against the law. Mm-hmm. Now, if you happen to call and the, the quote-unquote funeral director is not there, and maybe it's a receptionist or someone that's not a licensed... Or answering service. Or answering or service. Like they can say, I'm sorry, I am not a licensed funeral director. You're going to have to speak to one. There is no legal requirement to only allow a licensed funeral director to give that prices. And as you know, um, we empower all of our staff members to give prices over the telephone. Now, you can't start making arrangements, but... You know, everyone that works here know what knows the prices for simple cremation services. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to start getting into detail pricing. I want to wake. I want to service. That would be something they have to talk about with the funeral director. But prices by law have to be given over the telephone. Okay. So now the family's done all of their research, and uh, they want to come in and make arrangements. They want to pay. They want to pay for it. Prepay. Prepay. Prearrangement. Yes. Yep. Um, they want to fund their funeral before they die. What are some of the laws surrounding that? What happens to that money? New Hampshire has amongst the best laws in the country when it comes to consumers, um, consumer rights, and consumer empowerment when someone prepays a funeral. So in New Hampshire, uh, the law says that if I prepay or you you come in, Mandy, and you prepay for a service either for yourself or for a loved one, um, number one, those funds have to be placed in what's called either an irrevocable mortuary trust, it could be used to purchase a special type of a life insurance policy. Um, every single penny. So if a family selects a you know four thousand dollar cremation with a memorial service and an urn and flowers and obituary, all of that money has to either be placed into a trust or an irrevocable mortuary trust or be placed into a special type of insurance policy. There there was a funeral home um, up north, and I said there was um, <laughs> who thought there was a third option is that is put the money in the pocket and go to Hawaii for two weeks. Um, with someone's prepaid funeral, it's, it's mm-hmm. so it's not. And he um, he ended up actually going to jail, mm-hmm. uh, and his funeral home got sold. So it is not a slap on the wrist. It's a it's a big deal. What happened to that family? What happened to that family? Now their money's gone. 
um, for, for the, that particular funeral home. Mm-hmm. The the industry actually in our state association actually stepped up to the plate and they they parsed it out and had mm-hmm. a, a number of funeral homes in the northern part of the state sort of step up and say yes, I'll I'll, I'll oh, handle this. I'll handle this. So they all did it, and it was an insurance fund that mm-hmm. that got some money to help out as well. So that's what um, that's what happened in that case. But that, that's about that was quite a while ago. That was over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is 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 arrangements are also portable. So if you make arrangements in New Hampshire now, and as we know, a lot of people live in New Hampshire and they say, you know what, I'm sick of the winters. I'm moving to Florida with my kids. I don't want to ever come back here again. The winters are brutal. But you've already made your arrangements. You can bring those arrangements to any funeral home in the United States, and they're transferable. That doesn't mean that funeral home has to necessarily honor the pricing of it. Um, but New Hampshire, as I said, has great laws. And one of the things, if, if you remember, I said that they have to give, they, we have to put all of the funds in addition to all of the funds being placed into that trust or insurance product, any interest or dividends or growth on that policy must stay in that policy as well. So if you come in and give $2,000 or $1,295 through our cremation society for a cremation, and then five years from now you choose to move to Florida, it's the current value of that trust account that actually gets transferred to that funeral home. So basically it's no worse than had you had your money sitting in a, you know, sitting in an interest-bearing uh, account um, mm-hmm. in the old days, people used to put it in CDs, but that's when CDs were earning seven and eight and nine percent. Now they're earning one and one and a half percent. So, mm-hmm. um, from a consumer standpoint, it's actually it's actually a pretty good value where you get to lock in your price for the services and today's prices. You actually get to transfer it if you want, um, and by law, those funds can only be used to perform the services, um, which is the fourth component of this. Um, New Hampshire law says that if a funeral, if a consumer has prepaid for their arrangements, by law, the funeral home must honor their wishes. So you can't have some long lost child saying, "Oh, I know my mom picked, you know, a really nice ten thousand dollar funeral. She picked out her pallbearers, picked the songs for the church. But you know what? I really need the money. So at the time of her death, I just want to have mom cremated and give me the extra cash. Can't do it. It's against the law. Uh, New Hampshire is actually set up." Um, set up requirements to allow the only the only time you can actually change someone's prepaid wishes is that person of course can change them during their life lifetime or you can change it um, with a court order um, if the family goes to court probate court and for some reason explains now we had a situation actually last week where um, there's a difference between changing someone's wishes and modifying the arrangements and still keeping the spirit of the arrangements we had a, and, and I think one of two of you actually made the arrangements um, lady, I, 94, 95 years old at the time, she had a two-day wake, had limos, had services, and now she passes away 20 years later, and the, the, the only family left was a nephew, and the nephew was saying, you know, I don't want to have, she's 94 years old, she's outlived all her family, I don't want to have a two-day wake, I don't need a limousine. Um, you know, he still honored the spirit of her arrangements, but, you know, we didn't have a wake for two days, we had it for a day. He didn't need a limousine. We just had it, you know, we just, he just drove himself. He didn't need $400 worth of mm-hmm. flowers. He saw, but she was still awake correct. in a casket. So he, he, the merchandise yes, was yes. still, yeah. He, he still <clears throat> upheld the spirit of her arrangements, and those extra funds were actually refunded back to her estate. Um, so he wasn't changing that because he was interested in getting money. He was interested, he was being practical and saying, mm-hmm. you know, times have changed, and it was 20 years ago. And, and actually, that, that was my family. Right. And what also led him to that was, her husband passed away five years ago, and that's when they realized there's no one left. There's we don't no need these. So she actually changed to the very simple arrangements for her husband mm-hmm. when he passed away. So the nephew said, we want to do everything for her that we did 
for her, that she changed for her husband. And right. that's what we did. When and you're 95, there's really no one left. That's keeping with the spirit of, of what the, her intentions were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's exactly. perfect. And it was a beautiful service. Mm-hmm. There were some people that came to the cemetery to pay their respects that hadn't seen the family in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So it was very nice. How about um, our regula- regulatory board? Can we just kind of briefly touch sure. on our regulatory board? So New Hampshire, like 49 other states, has a has a um, a board that regulates funeral service, and they regulate. They're involved with. It's called the New Hampshire uh, Board of Registration of Funeral Directors and Embalmers. They're in Concord. It is a board comprised of four licensed funeral directors and a governor-appointed layperson, usually an attorney, and it is this, um, this, this, this go-round. Um, and the board does everything from issuing licensing to um, dealing with consumer complaints. So if, if a consumer does have an issue with a funeral home, um, they can certainly email or call or actually show up at one of the board meetings and say, I have a complaint. And then the board will, of course, you know, look at the complaint um, notify the funeral home of the complaint, and in some, and, you know, they'll, they'll decide if it's actually a true violation of either the FTC federal law or um, a, st- a state law, or it was something that you know the family misunderstood, or maybe it was just a communication error. So they will work it out, and and it could it could go from a something like nope, it was not something that the the funeral home did to to the other extreme, is actually pull a funeral home's license or pull a funeral director's license. Um, so it, it, it does have, you know, it does have authority to enforce the rules, the regulations, and there is some, you know, they don't get a huge amount of complaints. New Hampshire is a small state. And I think as a general rule, our industry in New Hampshire does a, we only have 85 funeral homes, um, does a, a very good job of, of, of policing itself and making sure that, um, we're meeting the needs of the families, but there is a, you know, the uh, consumers do have, do have recourse and our board is, d- does their job and they actually don't, don't. Um, take it lightly. They actually look. They look, and they will investigate every complaint. Now, what about inspections? Is that something that they handle yep, for the, funeral our, homes, crematories? Our our regulatory board also inspects. They do a couple things. They they um, they inspect every funeral home, and I, I could be wrong with this, but I believe every three years, um, a board member must come to an established funeral home. And reissue their their what's um, their their facilities license. So you know they're making sure that their bombing in their preparation room is up to standard. They're making sure that you know all the ADA things. They're making sure that the, you know they meeting all the the federal requirements and all the state requirements. And even even talking about some of the OSHA stuff, some of the common um, you know, things in terms of handicap and ADA. They'll make sure that funeral homes are itemizing the prices. They have a current price list. They'll make sure that funeral homes are properly marking. Um, Making sure that things like caskets and urns actually have disclosed prices, consumers can actually see the prices when they come in, and they also inspect uh, crematories every three years. They make sure that you know the crematories are maintaining proper paperwork, making sure that the crematories are operating, that everyone that's working in the crematory has ish- been issued a certificate of an operator's license to make sure that they're um, properly trained and approved in order to to operate and run the crematory. So. Um, our board does a lot of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've had issues with our board over the years for, <laughs> for different things and trying to have them be a little bit more progressive in changing some of our laws that I think are too anti anti consumer. Um, but but for the most part, our um, our board board does a nice job. If our listeners have any questions about funerals or cremations, either in New Hampshire or Vermont, I'm happy to answer them. Just email me at buddy at finef.net. 
That's buddy at phaneuf.net or call me on my direct line at 603-625-5778. Our contact information is in the show notes of this episode too.